The following program is sponsored by Evangelical Life Ministries. Welcome to Liberty Action Alert with Greg Seltz. Sponsored by our friends at the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty here in Washington, D.C. A program that cuts through the chaos and confusion in the culture today by talking to kingdom citizenship, bold biblical principles for a robust public Christian life. And now your host, Dr. Greg Sells. Good day, good day, Washington, D.C., and friends of the program all around the country. I'm Greg Seltz. Welcome to Liberty Action Alert, where every week we try to cut through the noise and take on the issues, especially the public issues that matter to you, people of faith. We try to rely on the wisdom of the Word of God for the sake of the culture and the mission of the church, or as we like to say here at the LCRL, we're trying to put our temporal liberties to work for the sake of the eternal liberties of God for all. Today, uh, I, I don't mean to be this direct, but don't let Disney, Disneyland, the Disney enterprise direct your children's imagination. Why is Disney weighing in on who Jesus is at Christmas time? And so parents, uh, what are you going to do about it? That's what we're going to talk about today. Our guest is Kristen Collier. She has a BA in English Lit from Concordia University, Ann Arbor, but she and her husband are in the digital realm full-time. And she and Kevin is an animator, historian, award-winning illustrator. Kristen is a 2D animator at Collier Animation Studios, and, and they are also uh, the Roku developers of Creative Motion Network, a free cutting-edge indie Christian Roku channel. And you've also started a studio at, at the local church. And Kristen, I'll let you talk about that uh, in a minute, too. But I just want to say welcome uh, to the Liberty Action Alert. Thank you, Dr. Seltz. Well, it's great to have you. And the reason why you and I came into, we came into the same orbit was this month, there was this thing that, that both of us were made aware of where Disney, at the end of their parade, which for 50 years, I can't remember how long it was, ended, it was a Christmas message, and it was talking about the Christmas story. And for some reason, Disney now, they, you know, they're sexualizing our children, but now they're going to try to steal even the faith of our children. They decided to tell everybody that comes that Jesus is not God. He's just a man. He did lots of miracles, but, you know, we can be just like him. And and so they actually take the main tenet of Christmas and and they deny it publicly in one of these great events that's been a real special event for for many 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 years so you became aware of that and you wrote an article for the christian news service so talk about what's going on in this christmas parade and why this is so nefarious so for the first time ever in their nativity processional at epcot they say jesus is simply a human being a man and they say this not once but five times five. this story came out december 5th by on twitter via wdw pro who is a disney insider who covers business news this was told to him by joshua harris who is a disney former graphic artist and epcot historian so I was able to get a, an exclusive interview uh, with ha Joshua Harris uh, for Christian News Journal and covered this story last week. And it's just beyond the pale. I mean, what could be more blasphemous and a line of demarcation than saying Jesus is simply a human? 
Right. And you know, one of the things I, I noticed in your article too, what makes this so troubling, because, you know, the churches and, and religions of all swaths have, have been persecuted and defamed and, and those kind of things. But this is from within. You know, that's what makes this so destructive because Disney had a lot of Christian, uh, you know, he had, he had a lot of Christian themes. Uh, he was a deeply spiritual man. And, and this was a, this was focusing on the nativity on Christmas and it was focusing on the biblical view of that. And Disney, Disney just decided, you know what? We're going to actually speak against this. We're going to actually say a whole different meaning to this. It, that's crazy from within. Isn't that what uh, made it so troubling for the person you interviewed? Right, right. Joshua Harris, uh, he, as I said, he's an Epcot historian, former Disney graphic artist. He was in the processional for years, participated in it, and he said, actually, it was a spiritual apex of his year. He was so blessed by going to this event, and so somebody who was an insider tipped him off how this uh, this text had changed this year. And you can go on Christian News Journal and see my article and actually see the video of the reader saying Jesus is simply a human being, a man. And like I said, he says it five times. And he just wants to get the point across, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> where, while Christian News Journal, where can they go get that? Can you give the website? Uh, yeah, it's christiannewsjournal.com, and it's one of the top articles. So, okay. um, yeah. They can, they can get it right away. Blasph- then. Yeah, Disney openly blaspheming Jesus. Yeah, and so you can read the full interview there. And Joshua said that, People said to him, well, what do you expect? Bob Iger is a Jew. And his reply was, he's a secular Jew. Plus, he was there, and so was Michael Eisner, the previous CEO. So that really had no impact on this nativity processional. And now he said also for the first time, there are no, well, he said Marie Osmond, although she's a Mormon, but there are no Christians doing readings in this nativity processional. And on top of that, just came out, I think, yesterday that Neil Patrick Harris is one of the readers for this. Right. this you know, it, well, it's funny, too, that I went to uh, Germany. They have this passion play that they do every 10 years. And, and you know, everyone said, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, until you read the script. And oh. and they do try to follow the Bible in some of the events, but then they have the the chorus, and the chorus is where they start changing the theology. And it, thank goodness it's in German because most people can't understand what's actually being said. But if you really, and I guess the next the next year they're going to radically change that text as well. So they're going right for the the heart. Here here's something that's been for hundreds of years celebrated uh celebrating the the life death and resurrection of jesus christ from a biblical point of view and they're going to transform it into something that most christians would not even not even understand and surely not believe and that's what disney's doing and so again i was saying folks you know you're letting disney determine the imagination of your children well guess what they're doing with that imagination they're sexualizing it in a lot of what they're doing today, and now they're even going for the, the the heart and the soul of your kids, and and it's just it's egregious beyond egregiousness, if you will, and I think that's what I also love, Kristen, about what you're doing, is you're not just saying, hey, look what Disney's doing, let's get them to clean this up. You're saying no. 
folks, we, we've got to start to take back the imagination of our children. There's got to be other choices that we can provide for our children. I think you mentioned to me that Universal is doing incredibly well. If you want to go and take rides and, and have thrilling kinds of afternoon with your children, there's plenty of other choices. Talk about that, but then talk about your work as a digital animator and some of the things that you're doing. Yes, also to encourage your listeners, on December 7th, the story came out that Universal Studios has been beating Disney animation for the past three years. And get this, they are doing double the business that Disney animation is doing. Since March of 2020, uh, Universal, or let's see, Disney has brought in a billion dollars, but Universal has brought in two point six billion. Now, so this is their is this their an, this isn't their theme parks and stuff. This is their oh, animation. Oh no, no, their studios. animation. Yeah, their animation like oh. Shrek, Madagascar, um, the Minions, Trolls, oh, all that, and they have right. uh, the new Puss in Boots movie coming out, or I think it just came out. Yeah, I saw that. Are, yeah, people think Disney is this behemoth that is just. impervious to attack or not attack but impervious to being replaced yeah it can't be it can't fail because it's too big right but so it's a blessing that this news came out it was in yahoo news and other sources that universal studios animation has done double the business of what disney's done in the last three years not only that they're on track to beat disney next year as well and that's the message I really want to get across to people who feel like it's so hopeless. The attack against us as Christians. No, we can fight back. Universal is trying to make entertainment just to entertain without an agenda. So there are companies that are doing that and beating Disney. Disney is not impervious to being replaced. Well, thank goodness for that. Again, that's why competition is such a wonderful thing. And folks, one of the things that we say, you know, the work I do in Washington You know, we're always running up. I think we have the data, we have the policies, we've got the principles, but sometimes we lose at the narrative level where people tell tell a story and it may not even be a true story, but it sounds more appealing. And I think sometimes we lose at the story level because we don't tell people that, you know, all this talk about tolerance and beauty and kindness, the Christian worldview is is the worldview that created this stuff in the West. And the Christian worldview is the thing that is foundational to so many of our liberties, so many of the good things that happen in our lives. And when you when you uh, attack the foundation of the Christian worldview in our own culture from within, you destroy things like freedom. You destroy things like tolerance. You destroy things like beauty and kindness. And I think it's great to hear that Universal saying, hey, wait a minute. Let's not destroy the golden goose that gave us these wonderful themes. Let's just let's just use those wonderful themes again and entertain our people and let them duke it out in terms of like sharing their faith and, and, and talking about these things uh, across the fence as as uh, neighbors. So, again, you, you pointed out Universal is beating Disney at its own game. But in some sense, you want to take it even more personal and say, hey, how about we start to create our own uh, media, our own cartoons, our own things. And, and that's where you and your husband have really jumped in with the Roku channel and also your own business. But talk about what you're doing at, at your local church, too, uh, with the, um, again, the production studio that you've, you've started there. Well, our church is St. John Lutheran Church in Allendale, Michigan. We're about a mile down the road from Grand Valley. 
And we started a studio called Allendale Christian Media a year ago, and it's a small church, a very tiny church, but there's a faithful remnant there, and our pastor allowed us to start this, and so we received a grant from the Michigan District, and it's just basically my husband and I who are the volunteer producers, but now we have students from Grand Valley who are coming. I've even taught little children there animation, and- These kids, they know how to pick this stuff up, so they pick it up instantly. I taught animation at our former church, St. John Lutheran Church in Grand Haven, to the kids from kindergarten up through eighth grade, and these kids, they instantly pick up animation. So that's what I would love to say to every church. Buy Cartoon Animator 5, the animation software. It's only $129. Put it on your church secretary's computer and let the kids use it before church in between services at Sunday school and you will have children making their own cartoons. They can do it. Yeah. And expressing, I mean, one of the things that I know both you and I talk about this too, the way we were taught, I mean, some of the things that we now hold dear, even as adults, we were taught long ago by by excellent teachers. Well, one of the things that we used to learn is we'd read the, the Bible history, we'd read the Old Testament, read these things, and then they can express what they've learned, even using cartoon animation, and and maybe in some sense uh, express things in ways we can't express as adults. Wouldn't that be something, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the important thing uh, my husband mentioned to me, because he's the artist, is the importance of characters. Like the distributor who's going to be getting our cartoons on the streaming platforms actually asked for our Martin Luther cartoons, which they're just the first first through fourth commandments and their explanation and Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And the Martin Luther character, we call him Marty, is adorable. So they actually want our Martin Luther commandment <laughs> cartoons. An adorable Martin Luther. This <laughs> this is this is good. Well, see, but like you just said though, we can create our own character so we can have an adorable Martin Luther versus the kind of Luther that a lot of these people uh caricature. And I think that's the one thing. The caricaturing of Christians in our culture today is outrageous, whether it's in Hollywood, whether now it's in Disney. I mean, it's outrageous. Most Christians are very the kindest people in the world. They, they'll do anything for you. And so let's, let's at least get our own children to understand who we are, who Christ is, what our faith's all about, and then we'll set them into the world in which we live. But we've got to prepare them. We can't w- keep walking them into these buzzsaws where people like Disney who hold their imagination say, hey, guess what? Jesus isn't God and Jesus isn't your savior and there is no Jesus to pray to. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we have to say enough, enough of this stuff. Um, that's, I think that's one of the things, too, I love about what you're doing because you're also trying to produce alternative things. And uh, ben, is it Benny the Barnacle? Did I get that yeah. right? Yeah, Benny the Barnacle. Benny the Barnacle. Oh, there's Benny. Okay. Now, this is on radio, but she's showing me in our interview. She's showing me Benny. I love Benny. And so, how did, first of all, how did that kind of thing happen? Because the, the folks that you've got to, as part of your, uh, is it Corbin Benson's part of it? I, I loved him from Psych. You know, and, yeah. and I know he goes what he used to be in the ish guy on TV, too. Um, but I, I love him from psych. Oh, yeah. And uh, but again, you have, you know, Hollywood level folks that are doing this stuff with you and talk about why you think that's important. Well, look at it this way. Why was Disney able to buy Marvel and Star Wars? 
people certainly don't like Mickey Mouse more than they like the Avengers and Star Wars. And it's because of the animation. So that's when, if you, for you numbers, people out there, just look at the, the numbers. Disney animation allowed them to purchase Marvel, Star Wars, Fox, etc. So if you incorporated that kind of animation and you were able to utilize that for your church, you could bring in so many resources that can be used for mission purposes. And the same thing for me, the most important part is go and make disciples and we go make disciples of all nations. As we know, that includes children, which is why we do infant baptism. So if you want to cast the net wide, it's animation. Animation is the most powerful and influential form of art and media in history. Again, that's why Disney was able to buy the more popular Marvel and Star Wars. We all know that adults go and see a Disney movie, unsaved adults with no children. Most, most children are not going to watch a sermon. They might. And unsaved adults may or may not watch a sermon. But if we want to go and make disciples and reach the biggest amount of people, animation reaches adults and children. It's like eye candy. And if you're a clever writer, you might be able to lead them to the Lord. So for me, that's the most important part is the, the evangelical purposes of that. Well, you know, you just, this just hit me. My grandfather and I, we used to watch Bugs Bunny together and he watched it with me and we laughed, you know, because Bugs was always, and a lot of people said that it was written for adults. I mean, it was actually an adult cartoon and you're exactly right. We loved watching it together. You know, I was a little child at the time, but my grandfather watched with me and we laughed and laughed and laughed. And in, in even, you know, later on during the day, we might actually say a line from what we saw that morning and it would make us laugh again. So you're, abs- you're absolutely right. And I've even noticed when I watch a lot of these movies today, animations where people are slipping in these cultural themes in, in ways you're like, wow, what, what just happened there? And it's in these characters mm-hmm. and, and, some of the people been watching this stuff a lot more closely than I have noticed that this stuff was happening 20, 30 years ago. And now it's actually just blatant. Now they're actually just in their Disney parade saying Jesus isn't God. I mean, they're, they, they have no shame. But again, like you said, we've got to get back into that. Uh, we've got to get big, back into that realm and, and start competing with because we have this incredible message. And all it takes is learning excellence. And what did you just say? Creative writing? No, you used a different well, word. Well, it's like eye candy. Yeah, clever writing. Clever writing, yes. <laughs> Think of the unsafe person. They're at home watching TV, flipping around the channels, and they see a beautiful cartoon with a cool character like SpongeBob or Fred Flintstone. And they're going to click on that. And if the writing is clever, you might be able to lead them to the Lord, where if they see a sermon, they may or may not watch it. Right. And a child pretty much isn't going to watch it. So unless they're in your church, if they're watching online, you can grab their attention with the animation. If it's a cute character, it's like eye candy. Yeah, and, and then th- the themes like faith, family, freedom, the kinds of things that that are precious and that do hold and that we know are good, not just for, even if you're not a Christian, these are good for you too. And so those are themes that that we want out there in the public square. And and again, my work in Washington is is just to make sure that you have the freedom to do that and you're you don't that you're not coerced by government or you're not uh, prevented. And we're starting to see that they're willing to prevent our message from getting out too. Well, that's why I wanted to talk to you about this today because a 
they're taking things that are precious and even from within they're they're nefariously going after those major themes that we hold dear but then also i wanted to have you on today to talk about how you're fighting back which is you're jumping into that digital realm before i let you go today how did you benny the barnacle you got to tell me a little bit more about how this all happened and how you got the people uh, to come on board to do the voiceovers and stuff like that. Because a lot of people who are Christians who might be very talented in these realms, they think of those as daunting tasks. And it just seems like you're just taking it one step at a time and making it happen. No, I learned animation during the lockdown. I was 51 years old. So if I can learn it, anybody can learn it. <laughs> okay. And that's why I recommend the software Cartoon Animator 5, brand new, just came out. It's only $129. And I just spent a lot of time learning uh, learning this to make this cartoon. It's Benny the Barnacle is 24 minutes long. And basically almost everybody in there is a volunteer. And I just took the time to make the cartoon and that's how it came about. So that's why I say every church, I really recommend get it. You don't even have to learn it yourself because the kids can instantly pick it up in their tutorials. Right. And that's how we turn things around in media. Well, and, and so did you, did you write the, the, the cartoon too? I mean, did, did you and your husband collaborate on this and then you did the, the animation and then how did you get the people? Did you just call some of these folks and say, Hey, would you help me on our cartoon? Well, <laughs> how did that work? Yeah, Kevin is the writer, and there's a gentleman actor named Robert Shepard. He's known for the hearing assist commercial where it says, I love you, and then he pretends he can't hear, and and then where – so his son says, I love you, Dad. I just want to hear you say it again. Right, We're right, familiar right. With that. So uh, we basically have gotten to be friends with him, and he's been in several movies with Corbin Burnson, so – he helped us line that up. He's Obadiah the Ancient Oyster and Benny the Barnacle. <laughs> and the other people, we've just kind of uh, created motion. Our Roku channel was a magazine previously, and we covered Christian entertainment news. And so that's how we kind of got to know these other people, like Venus Monique and Todd Terry, who are on the hit Christian crime show, Vindication, which I have to say is an excellent show. It's the best great. Christian show out there. Very well done. Great, great. Well, I just think it's exciting, and it just shows, again, the possibilities. And I think, so having you on today, we wanted to make sure that people knew about some of this stuff. Again, you can't just serve your children up to this anymore. I mean, we saw what Disney was willing to do uh, when they took on the, the government of Florida. They, they want to sexualize your children. There's no doubt about that on their terms. And we say, no, no, that's the parents' role, and that's the church's role. That's not your role, Disney. It's not the government's role either, by the way. And and then again, you know, they're the, the hearts and imaginations of our children. We can't just deliver these up now when they're willing to be so crass and and so unfaithful to the the main message. But I love what you're doing. You're saying, and let's get back into that space. I mean, we can compete in that space. We can create stories that are compelling, and not just to our children in the sense of Christian children, but to all people, because these are compelling messages that are that are for all people. Because Jesus is the one who said, if you abide in my word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, I don't know anyone that doesn't want to live freely, joyfully, kindly, tolerantly. Well, that all comes from faith in the God who made us and redeemed us. Kristen, any any other final thoughts about uh, this? the challenges that are before us or the opportunities that are before us? 
Well, I just want to mention that Benny the Barnacle is going to premiere on the, our, our free Roku channel, and you have to have either a Roku TV or device to watch it. And then after that, it'll be taken down while we await distribution on the larger platforms. So people will be able to see it. And like Lou Graham from Foreigner is in it, Marta Kristen, who was Judy and Lost in Space, All Believers. And wow. it's just a fun cartoon. So. <laughs> We will promote it on, on the LCRL's website, and we will tell people to watch. And if anything, we'll, we'll try to help them find it uh, long after, after its debut. So thanks again for all you do. Thanks for making me aware of what was going on down in Disney. And I hope and pray that you get a platform to tell other folks about this as well. Thank you, Dr. Seltz. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for tuning in today. To get to know our LCRL DC work better, check out our website at lcrlfreedom.org. Contained there are resources to empower your public square dynamic discipleship. Or check out our weekly Word from the Center opinion piece every Friday at facebook.com forward slash lcrlfreedom. Till next time, God bless you always. I'm Greg Seltz. Have a great week. You've been listening to Liberty Action Alert with Greg Seltz, Executive Director of the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty in Washington, D.C. This program has been brought to you by the Lutheran Center for Religious Liberty. 